You are listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Chris Bennett, and I help connect businesses with tech freelancers, and I'm your host. Yes, so welcome, Per. Today, we're going to be discussing uh, creating a recruitment plan for a modern tech company. I'm delighted to be joined by the CIO of ATG. Um, but rather than me introduce you, um, I'm going to get yourself to introduce yourself. So please tell me a bit about yourself, Pearl. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, I am the CIO at ATG since uh, uh, I had the role since January 2018, uh, but I joined ATG uh, half a year before that. Uh, and, and before joining ATG, I was at Nordea, uh, one of the huge banks in the Nordics, and uh, SCB, another bank, uh, for for uh, Nordea for three years and SCB for six years. And before that, I was a uh, IT management consultant. And and uh, but I started my career in honest way as a unix system administrator but i've kind of deviated to the management dark side the management path <laughs> <laughs> but that's me yeah what, what, what was it what was it per that got you into management like where did that deviation come from well um i think i was uh i i started off uh, in the Kind of late 90s uh, with all this hysteria around dot com and all that so mm -hmm. there was no and i, and I had a techie uh, kind of, uh, education uh, mm -hmm. a computer engineer but quite, quite early I, I got interested in more the people side the organizational side of technology and i don't know if i was a pretty good system administrator as well so i i kind of turned into <laughs> Yeah, you're playing with dynamite, really. If you if you have these, uh, if you if you're a root and system and administrator, and and you need to do things uh, exactly the right way. And I well, I was okay, but I I, I was more interested in in uh, the people side, and 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 I got into um, um, the ITIL, the service management stuff, uh, mm -hmm. when I was at Sun Microsystems. Uh, at that point. Sun Microsystems had a offering to the customers that bought really big, really big service, the vending machine size service for like 25 million Swedish crowns. And uh, there was a, basically an item assessment going through the customer's organizational uh, and, and change management and all that. So that mm -hmm. got me interested and, and I got an aha, eureka moment that, okay, this is the stuff that gets uh, organizations to, to achieve high availability, high efficiency. It's not a techie thing. It's mm -hmm. more how you how you work with the technology. So ever since uh, the early 200, uh, after the millennium, I, I worked uh, more on the organizational efficiency, service management, and uh, uh, processes side of things, really. Okay, and so um, we fast forward to today. Yeah. yeah. Just give our listeners uh, a bit of context about what you were brought in uh, ATG for, and just a bit of context for those people who don't know ATG, who are ATG. Yeah. So ATG is, I think, is we are very known in Sweden. We we are we are uh, we have had a long uh, history of having monopoly on betting. So we're a betting, uh, eye gaming company. So we we were the we had a monopoly on on horse trotting. So if you if you bet on horses in Sweden, you are very familiar with ATG. Mm -hmm. But since uh, 1st of January, the 1st, 2nd of 1st uh, of January 2019, we actually also have sports betting and casino. 
in offering. As the monopoly, the Swedish monopoly on, on the uh, Swedish, uh, the we had got a licensed market on the Swedish uh, gambling uh, market. So, so we, now we have uh, competition on horse betting, but we can also compete uh, with uh, with the, a, a very good uh, sports betting offering uh, and also the casino uh, side. So, so that's us. We are a modern betting company and we're competing with the uh, with the best. And and our main adversary is Svenska Spel. We are we're not one. Uh, people uh, sometimes uh, connect us with Svenska Spel, but we are actually uh, that's our main competitor. So, yeah. That's, right, okay, <laughs> and, and I suppose per then, then just to go back to the question, why were you brought in then? Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when was it again? Was it? I'm just looking at your profile. It was. It now, was so. uh, I, I got I, my first role at HG was as head of IT operations, and that mm -hmm. was in uh, in uh, May 2017. Yeah, uh, and I had that role since January 2018, and and I was a part of a. Of a of a uh, kind of renewal of the management uh, structure at uh, ATG, the IT side of ATG. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, we had a situation where the manager often had like thirty or thirty-five direct reports. Right, so so it's all of you managers out there. It's very hard to have a development discussion, recruiting, and all that if you have 30, 35 direct reports. Even though you have might have team leads running the show a little bit you are still the one who's in charge of budgeting and and all that fire and hire etc mm -hmm. and as hg stood in uh, before this huge challenge of uh, deploying new products uh, uh, and uh, entering a licensed competitive market you we need to, to do something and to become a more modern it organization with more modern technology and and uh, compete with the best really and and leave the monopoly situation that we had relied upon since 1974 so and, and at that time who were you competing against who who were the so when you were looking for talent who were you competing against then uh, if in the recruitment area you mean yeah 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 so we were we had uh, we had a history uh, at having uh, running the, kind of some of the sexiest technology uh, mm -hmm. in one area but running really old technology in another right even oh. if we are we're, we're not too many we, we at, at that time we were below 400 employees as a whole and we were around 130 employees uh, at the IT department so we're not too big organization but still we had a huge difference between very modern uh, technology and quite old legacy technology so we had to compete both uh, with with uh, uh, the guys, the top talents uh, with the new technology, but also running the the legacy, which is, I mean, reminds you of pretty much an, an one of my previous employees, like the bigger banks. Mm -hmm. So, but now we have turned into much more modern. We are we are um, uh, building a state of the art uh, uh, betting system, our core betting system. So we're replacing our 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 backend uh, to a more modern platform and we are running containers and um, in an open shift environment and, and we're doing a lot of things which are which shows us that we are uh, really uh, searching for the top talent nowadays it's mm -hmm. we are we are um, we need the best uh, out there uh, as as we are trying as we're striving to be the best so it's the the, the, the competitiveness uh, on the recruitment side has really changed for 
since uh, since a couple of years where we are kind of the more balanced we need the guys and girls who, who know the old technology not that sexy but now we're turning mm. into more of the modern modern side of things yeah okay so i've got a question um around that so do you think just to challenge it can you compete against a spotify or a clan in nowadays ah uh, to be honest uh, we want to and mm-hmm. we need to, but we are, we are uh, as I think many of you are listening into this podcast, uh, have the same challenge. So how do you differentiate? How do you kind of an empl- get an employer brand of being a modern IT company where you might be most associated, at least in Sweden, with horse trotting, which is you, you might not think of IT uh, the first thing you, uh, when you think about horse trotting and betting on horses. But it, we are really much, we, we are an, an IT company just as Spotify or Klarna or, uh, or, or indeed a bank, actually. Mm-hmm. None of our products is delivered without IT. So everything we do is IT. And I haven't, haven't been in a company where IT and the business side is so closely connected. Yeah. So, so sometimes the commercial side or, or the business side knows more about some of the IT systems than we do in IT. And the product owners are, they are um, employed in the commercial organization or in the uh, financial se- section or other areas, and they run their their team. They they see it as their team, even though they are IT employees and IT consultants in their team. So we are really an IT company, hundred uh, percent. Even though we have retail, we have our own retail equipment out there in the retailers, which is a basically a Linux, a hardened Linux server with uh, with a printer and, and scanner and all that. Yeah. So we need to be there. We need to compete. We need to have a uh, to get those guys and girls uh, that that are the highest of the highest skills. Yeah. Okay. So per, let, let's backtrack slightly. So um, I was informed uh, of you to be a great guest on the podcast. It's by Hawkan, who's previously done one of our webinars. Big shout to him. He's a credible guy. And he mentioned yes. you, had, you had a passion for recruitment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit more about that. Where does that come from? Well, I think I've worked in the industry and I worked as a manager for quite some time. And it's clearer than ever that you need the right people in the room to get the job done. That You can't do it yourself. And, and, and if you are the best guy in the room, if you're a manager... And you know the techie things, or you you know the organizational challenges best. You have the wrong guys in the room because <laughs> they need to know it better than you. Uh, you need to employ people that are better than you are in in the key aspects or the competence areas that you that you need. So, and, and I ch- always try to do that. When I recruited my replacement, when I left the uh, uh, head of IT operations role, I obviously needed to, to recruit someone in that role. When I turn in turn. Uh, and I, when I got the CIO role, and I'm glad to f- say that I found someone who is much better than I was. <laughs> at that. Um, so you need to pick the the best. Uh, obviously, first of all, you you need to find out what's the challenge you're facing. Mm-hmm. What do you need to do? And, and that was pretty clear when I joined ATG. We need to deliver all these products for the first second, the first of January 2019. Right. So you need to put that. Uh, you need to to consider that. And mm-hmm. okay, that's the challenge. And then what are you going to do about it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what the, what's the jobs to be done? And then what skills do you need to get the jobs done? And how do you get those skills? Because if you if you don't if you fail in any of those kind of Quest, answers to those questions, you will not get the job done. 
And then, then the next thing is, okay, you need to recruit a head of development or head of architecture or an IT manager or a developer. Uh, you need also to think about the team composition. So you have, you can do the Myers-Briggs or you can do whatever, FIRO or whatever kind of personality aspects thinking, but that's also important. Um, so so that, that's, that's, I enjoy that challenge. Mm -hmm. And also uh, I enjoy being in a recruitment process uh, with someone. It's, 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 all, it's all like dating, right? You're trying to sell yourself and, and they try to sell themselves and say, okay, do we, do we have a match? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. And, and um, uh, and and then also the continuation of recruitment when you get the people on board and you see how they kind of bloom out mm, and blossom yeah. and they face challenges and all that. So I, I really enjoy that. Do, do, uh, do you um, do you know that last bit you said there about getting to see how people get on and seeing people around the office and oh that person that I hired yeah. has been here a year, two years, and gone, they've been here too long. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. Have we lost a bit of that now people work from home? Yeah, I think I, there's a lot of discussion on that. And I think we have lost a little bit on it. I think the people who was onboarded during the pandemic, mm. uh, they have such a narrow kind of network. They, they don't hook up uh, with the coffee machine machine they, they meet the people that they meet in, in kind of a structured way with all these teams meeting and stuff so you need to actively kind of connect them with other people that they don't meet you have to need, get the forest uh, there to the, that they can if, if it's like a tra training sessions or if there's other kind of um, uh, under for other forests that they uh, if they have tribes or whatever it is mm. that, that you could need to hook it up so, so they, yeah. get, they get a feeling that ATG or your company is more than just those people in that meeting that you always meet. Mm. <laughs> you tend to meet the same people, right, every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I know, because I, I can imagine um, a, a, when you're in a C-level position, when you're walking around the office, you get to speak with all levels of people. Yeah, yeah. and it's pr probably for someone like you, Poe, who's very passionate about his job, it's probably very enjoyable seeing people from all levels. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just wondering, um, as some companies still haven't gone back to the office or there is a, a hybrid policy in place, I imagine that opportunity is a lot rarer than it was once before. And likewise, from the other uh, from the other viewpoint, the person who's just joined the company sees the C-level people who was involved in the hiring process after six months and goes, oh, they still remember me. And it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. So it's it's such a shame that doesn't happen yeah. as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I try I try to do uh, well. I I actually do. <laughs> Don't try to do. I do. Uh, I do meet every employee uh, at IT uh, that that's kind kind of onboard in IT after around four to six months. So when they've joined uh, uh, and been around at HG for some some time, then I meet them and say, okay, what's your experience? And what 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 did you do before you joined ATG? And why did you join ATG? And kind of and, and uh, listening in on their story uh, mm -hmm. and positively encouraging them to to challenge us. Mm -hmm. I mean don't take our kind of truths for granted. Bring your own experience. Challenges us. Challenge us in a positive way. If you think we're doing stuff in, in a stupid way or in, ineffective, and what was positive, what was good about your previous 
work that that sets uh, we we can improve and what's actually good in your experience about HEG. So I, I do it's it's only twenty to thirty minutes meeting, but I enjoy those meetings very much. I I, I am interested in people and their stories. I I. I, I am truly uh, so. So I, I very much enjoy those meetings, and uh, and then also when they then then they join and they do cool stuff, which it, it makes me uh, proud. I'm mean, glad. Uh, yeah, that. That, so so that, that's one one uh, one thing. Uh, one advice that I can give: try to yeah. book book uh, whatever you are, wherever you are in the organizational level. Try mm-hmm. to meet those new people coming in and and listening listen to them. What they mm-hmm. have to say. Right. So let, let, let's 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 think about the title. Let's make sure uh, the listeners are getting what we told the told them they were going to get. So creating a recruitment plan for a modern tech company. Yeah. Uh, per, when we look back, what you joined as CIO in January two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're five years down the line. Uh, well, five years, one month to the date. Yeah, since then. Yes. When you were thinking of becoming a more modern tech organization, yeah, what was the plan and how did you implement it? And and maybe let's let's take us on that journey of the last five years of how that's happened. Yeah. Right. So the first year, the 2018, was really get the job done, uh, deliver these these systems and products and uh, uh, which I've just talked about. Uh, then kind of was a stabilization phase. Uh, okay, how do we survive? And, and all these new products, both new people coming in. And then we kind of get our nose on, over the water and we could look forward again to to deal with uh, major infrastructure projects. Uh, like we we had a <laughs> we had a, a, a railroad project outside our door, 20 meters from our, our computer uh, rooms right so we need to to relocate we need to do dc relocation project and also we need to get deal with this old betting system uh, that was uh, uh, has been around at hg since the early 90s so we started the the kind of you could argue kind of mandatory project we 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 had no choice we needed to do this relocation we needed to to uh, to get uh, to, to start with the uh, with the project of a new betting system and then you need to uh, kind of look into okay what skills do you need and how do you get those skills and and uh, so so that's that's been a challenge since since then and the business side has mm-hmm. also been much more involved in the IT challenges uh, i think you can look in, if you can look into how we do the business planning mm-hmm. uh, my job and my my passion also is to connect different parts of the organization because a lot of the issues that you have is that when you have different kind of agendas and goals within an organization so if you connect head of uh, uh, some business unit with a, a head of some it or, or indeed connecting the business side mm-hmm. and get there uh, to agree get them to agree on a joint plan which kind of affects it yeah then you then the magic happens right so so from from 2019 to now we have really focused on joining up joining the commercial side with it have a common plan now we have a common quarterly plan mm-hmm. for what we need to do in the coming quarter how the teams should kind of support each other and uh, work together in the project we have projects where 20 teams are involved so how it's important that every team prioritizes in the same way with with this you know for, for us it's huge projects so so so, 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 so yeah. just just to jump in there per right yeah. 
So you've got your quarterly plan. You've assessed the challenge is making sure we synergize across all business mm. units. Yeah. How are you then? And then you mentioned um, we're setting up project teams. Yeah. How do those project teams look like? Yeah. So the project teams really are, uh, we, we kind of moved quite a lot uh, from the traditional waterfall project. We, we still have projects, but the, it's the product teams who are delivering those projects. So, so I was just coming to that. You have a, you have a, on a kind of tactical uh, uh, level, you have the plan and then it all comes down to the people in the teams who are going to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. You can plan however you, how much you want, but if you don't have the people there to do it and, and the kind of some sort of dysfunctional issues or whatever in the team, the jobs n- will not be done. So we have uh, since a couple I think it's uh, one and a half year, we have much more focus in how do we get an efficient team and how do we recruit people on the right competence levels, with the right skill sets, with the right mindset, with the right with the right personality mm-hmm. yeah. in those uh, teams. So what we have uh, come up with is we have a, we have a, it's sort of a skills matrix where we where we have different we have we started in the development side so we have a level one developer a kind of junior developer up to level four a more senior developer lead developer uh-huh. and the managers are working with the skills composition within the team uh-huh. okay i need I need, uh, oh, Chris, he's a senior developer. Uh, he's very good at that. That He, he, he might have challenges with educating uh, the, the younger people. So he's, he's level three. If, if he would take more lead and if he would kind of work and educate the others and maybe have more uh, interest in the business side, he would be level four. Right, but Chris is on level three. So, and then we have Per, who is a junior developer, and he's level one. Right, and then mm-hmm. so so you kind of assess the skills of the of the uh, of the people in the in the team, and you can also have a very constructive dialogue with the uh, in the in the development plan discussions with the team members. Okay, you are here, you are level two, and here you're level one, and here you're actually level three. So if you want to raise your salary, uh, in, and or you want to level up to a level, so it's to a solid level two or a solid level three developer, you need to improve these and that skills. So so that has really been appreciated by the employees. They see it as, okay, well, now we have a plan. I know what I need to improve. I have a, so, some sort of career path. I could choose to go for level four or level three. And I need, uh, I know now know much more kind of uh, objectively. So <laughs> with yeah. uh, uh, what skills I need to improve and mm. what kind of products I need to, what, what kind of role do I need to take within this and that product teams? Yeah. That's been good, and that we have actually taken that to to the testers and also to the security guys, and we need to take it to the operational side as well. That's our next step. How do you think the skills matrix? Obviously, it helps retention, it helps clarity, and you yeah. uh, for your current employees. How does it help uh, recruitment of new employees as opposed to you get startups saying, right, come in. Um, probably won't look at a matrix to the goal he feels looking at his code or yeah. looking at her her skill set let's give them 60,000 sec bring him in they're just a senior engineer job done how do you think for a company like ATG or other companies out there that the skills skills matrix helps that recruitment First, first of all, it, it helps the manager to to plan okay I have a manager who has only a level three 
developers, if, if it's a development manager, uh, that might not be the best team, right? You need maybe one level four and, and a, a two or three level one people who can who can bring in some new energy and uh, challenge uh, the team and, and also uh, uh, what, what you need you need uh, is you need to think about your skills composition your, your team is a little bit like a team strategy where where do i need to be now or in or in three years and what mm. skills do i need and what kind of profiles do i need so first of all it helps what what ad do i need what do i need to put in in the job ad right and then also, what kind of code ah. tests do do I need? We we had a discussion with our HR department. They think that our code tests are too hard, so we have a, a too high a hurdle for, for new recruitments to jump in. So that's been a very constructive discussion. Okay, if you if you hire really for a level one, the code tests should be on a level one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 level right. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's been been helping uh, both how to think about the team composition and also, as you said, retention. Uh, mm-hmm. Where Bill, where the employees say, "Okay, now there's a plan for me. Uh, I know what to do, and I'm kind of enthusiastic." Well, also, uh, I see where I, where I'm where I'm at uh, in one or two years. And as with a- every good plan, uh, there has some obviously challenges, some negatives. What challenges have you have you had with using the skills matrix, and how have you overcome them? Yeah. So one obvious challenge, just that we that is obvious if you think about this. So if there's a manager who's going to assess an employee according to skills matrix, there's always a risk that one manager thinks that Paris is a level one, and another manager thinks that Paris is a level two or a level three even. Um, and so we have a, a calibration process where managers discuss the employees and they can challenge each other. Okay, I think, I think, uh, 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 well, I, I have Chris in my team, and I think he's a level two. But another mm-hmm. manager, okay. But I think Chris has was participating in this project, and he really showed good skills in whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I think with this and that, I think you should consider uh, or, or coaching Chris to take the next step in that dimension, and he will be a solid level three. So, so we have a discussion that is, is uh, our head of the de- uh, development is kind of overseeing that, and have a discussion mm-hmm. with these odd cases or where the manager is a little bit. On, well, need to discuss how to yeah. calibrate this employee. That, that, that actually worked. So you re- you'd reduce the risk of having different kind of judgments and uh, between two teams. Yeah. Okay. So that was um, one but, of the obvious challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've seen, personally, I've literally just gone through um, us creating a skills matrix uh, for our Nordics recruitment team recently. Um and uh, when you create one of these, you get challenges of like, oh, people are putting barriers in front of my career. Oh, this means I can't promote this person. But actually, if you get the minimum amount of stuff that's necessary to move up a level yeah. Yeah, or recruit into a role, it's actually quite easy because you go, well, hang on. They've got to be able to do that to go yeah. and jump the next day. Yeah. It's when you start creating massive lists of desirables rather than necessities yeah, in those yeah. matrixes. Yeah, yeah it's, it should be very simple. It's not like a, those software license agreements where you just, ah, I <laughs> what the hell. But, but uh, it should be simple, used as a guideline uh, and... Uh, 
written also in positive mm -hmm. words. Not that you, so, so you, kind of, you kind of get this uh, go get it attitude uh, when you discuss it with your employees. Yeah, I really like as well, you mentioned there, they've actually used it. The HR um, division has used it to go, hang on, we need to change the test. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's really good. Per, per, I want to pivot slightly. Um, yeah. When you and me were discussing um, before the podcast, uh, you did mention that a change in technology um, wasn't just a necessity for the company uh, to kind of change the tech just for bettering the company, but it was also um, needed to attract more talent. Talk us through that. Well, yeah. So, so when I joined in, there was already discussion of using uh, container technology. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess a lot of people listening in knows what that is. Uh, and we kind of jump onto that 100%. So we put our wallet function, I mean, the, our 1.3 million customers, we put their wallet into basically kind of bleeding edge technology uh, uh, into Red Hat OpenShift container. Uh, and I didn't really realize at that point, it was like November 2018, that, okay, we are doing something that no one else has done uh, mm -hmm. uh, at this level. Yeah. Um, so, but, th but that was a start. And then we, uh, we go full Monty with the OpenShift and, 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 uh, and it has really helped out these challenges with, uh, you know, development ask for a server for operations and it takes like six weeks to get it installed mm -hmm. and another six weeks to get the firewalls openings, etc. So we had that platform there and we, we, uh, we learned a lot uh, at that point. And now we are fully into OpenShift and also as, uh, setting a new cloud strategy. And you, you, as we have just, I can mention that also, we have uh, just taken a, a decision on the on uh, uh, our senior senior management team yep. uh, that we should be agile. ATG should be agile, not just in IT, but we should be agile as a company when it comes to product development and product uh, uh, lifecycle management. Right. So what does that mean? We need to have HR processes. We need to have financial processes that support agile processes. <laughs> so so uh, that means we need to change our planning. We need to change our business planning. We need to change how we view projects and OPEX and CAPEX stuff uh, because we need to. We need to to be a very fast, respond quickly to the challenges that are out there in this political legislation or competitiveness, or we need to grab the business opportunities very fast. And we are on, on a perfect scale, uh, size. We are not too big, not too small. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can, we show that during the pandemic, we can really shift our focus super fast if we want to. Uh, and then all these technology needs to not be a barrier. It needs to be an enabler that so but again if you have the latest technology be it uh, some super cool uh, thing in the cloud mm -hmm. or if it's a, a more of a cloud so to say on-prem like OpenShift you need the people who can ship in with a proper mindset mm -hmm. okay now the plans are changed we need to do new stuff <laughs> uh, and uh, in the next sprint we need to do something with didn't know we need to do a couple of days ago uh, and do that in an optimistic, uh, positive way. 
right? So, so all this stuff, people, process, technology need to be agile, and then you need to recruit for kind of the proper mindset uh, taking care of that. So you you can it's a minefield if you want to go fast and be agile in all these areas: processes, technology, and products, mm. uh, or t- uh, 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 and, and people. So. I think the core element of what you said there is is recruitment. It's how do you get the right people to be able to work in the mindset that you want people to work. So when we do pivot, we do change, those people are, well, that's what I like doing, or I've got the skills to do that. So how how does ATG, how do you set an environment to hire those type of people when you're already trying to find... um, developers in a very very tough market so not only are you trying to find people who are technically gifted also the right type of person how do you do that yeah you you first of all you need to be clear about your your values uh, what, mm-hmm. what what the company stand for and and why should they what, what's the why and mm-hmm. why should you join atg and i think if if you're if you're in the betting industry there's no there's no company that is better position or it has we are like the moral compass of the industry in sweden at least driving kind of the the uh, we really care about our customers and all that so you need to have you need to have the why in place yep. and and then you need to have the the values uh, communicated clear communicated and which we are which we have i think and yep. and also you, there's no I think there's no silver bullet in in getting the right people on board and you need um, now we are we are uh, which we we are addressing it in so in many different ways we are recruiting not just in the Stockholm area but in the whole in the whole in Sweden and and also we get we get um, people from like India or Europe applying f- for our ads and we, and we do actively onboard them to Sweden. Yep. So we have a resource uh, who's who's managing that that, that uh, processes to to and many of you know it's hard to immigrate to a country and you all you need to find find some somewhere to live and you need a bank account and or and if you have children with you they need to go to the kindergarten or school. We we try to support that in a, in the best way we can. So that's one thing. And then you also need to have a a trainee or a young young professionals program filling in that um but also we we need we need to have we need to take every tool in the toolbox to get the proper proper uh, people and get the right people on board i think mm-hmm. i think there's no if, if anyone has a silver bullet please let me know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think people pay me for that but even i've not got that <laughs> Yeah, and no, obviously no, have, no. have good uh, partners uh, and and yeah. and to, to chip in. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I think clarity of values is the most important one I've seen. Yeah, mm. skills matrix is very very helpful. Some sort of matrix around the values on the interview and the internal promotion structure uh, yeah. is essential. I think yeah. that where I've seen companies, including Evolution, uh, do it the do it the best is when. They decide their values, and even if you've got the best person in the world within that company who does not fit with any of those values, it's just the wrong match. And the yeah. sooner you can let that person go or, or move on from that person, the yes. easier it gets to help help everyone else. Yeah. Um, they can blossom somewhere else. That that's oh. there's always a place for people to to blossom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? That's a that's a lovely view. But, but one of the um, 
we'll have pe- people listening. I'm conscious uh, we're coming to the end of the podcast. And w- what advice would you kind of give from your experience, especially ATG? I think a lot of the people listening today are working for companies similar to ATG. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to? C-level people, engineering managers um, out there at the moment who are thinking about their recruitment plan, where would you start when considering how can we improve it? So how can you improve your recruitment plan or your kind of... Yeah, I mean, where, where do you start? Yeah, because, I mean, you, you've probably been companies where this conversation has come up several times. Yeah, and people will come up with new ideas. They'll change the tech stack. They will, um, they'll get new different types of adverts. They'll join yeah. podcasts. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how do you start this process? What, what do you do? And kind of what's your advice for people? Wow. Um, well, so many areas you need to look into. When I started, we had a very minuscule HR department. And now we are lucky that they have uh, talent acquisition partners and, and all that in place. But at that point in time, we didn't. So you need a you need a recruitment kind of muscle. If you don't have it yourself, you need to you work with partners uh, that have that. Mm-hmm. So so that's kind of you need a you need a solid platform to to get people in uh, that, that there's, there's no that, that's just the hard work to establish that and and but then I think one thing is setting up some sort of uh, long-term plan because and that doesn't need to be some sort of uh, 20 slide set PowerPoint or Word document just thinking where are we in two to three to four years and, and maybe that's as long as you can plan because the planning horizon don't plan beyond the kind of event horizon you where, where you, you don't see things it kind of turns opaque opaque yeah. but but so so if you have if you have there's always new te- technology coming in mm-hmm. there's always new things coming in there's no this this so you need to to uh, recruit for attitude and learnability mm. right? yeah. so everyone that that's one one thing that i've learned that nothing change is constant within it and now uh, it's it turns similar way in in the in the business side as well. Yeah. So if if you recruit uh, a guy who's expert in uh, I don't know Oracle or expert in this and that uh, React, they also need to be curious and interested in learning a different database or a different kind of technology uh, because. Maybe React isn't there, or or maybe this OpenShift is not. We we might leave OpenShift. We might we, we don't know what we're going to do in the four to five years. Yeah. So they need to have an open uh, mindset and be curious, be team players because they can't do things themselves. So I'm I'm more and more of going for attitude, learnability, and and the kind of mindset uh, than than the skills they bring in. Uh, from the kind of work they have done previous four, five years. Uh, oh. It's more about, okay, what have you achieved? <laughs> what kind of products have you achieved? More than kind of the technology that you, because the technology that you've been working with last five years might not be there in, in five years. Do, do you know what I, do you understand? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. And just to summarize yeah. that, so you are passionate about a very, very good HR function. You had yeah. a lot of investment into that area. Um, recruitment muscle, if you've not got it, if you've got it in in house awesome if you've not got it use external yes an overall plan not just a short-term plan yeah um recruiting for people who've got attitude and learnability one of the challenges i see in the industry per 
at the minute is that I, I'm very fortunate enough to be a recruiter and uh, I have got 100% of my days in recruitment. So my ability to hopefully question people is at a good level. One of the challenges I see at the minute um, across Stockholm, across the whole tech scene, is those engineering managers, um, people who are involved in the interviews, haven't had interview training. So mm-hmm. using a skills matrix, hiring for attitude and learnability, how did they do that? Have you got any ideas around how we help people who are interviewing get better at interviewing? Oh, I, I didn't mention that, but but um, we have a we have a, a standard set of questions uh, that was kind of, uh, that was brought into me uh, by our talent acquisition partners, recruiters. So we kind of agreed on okay, what's what uh, questions should we ask, uh, and then also the, our HR department has actually sent a little sort of a, a, a checklist. How do you kind of behave? What 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 do you do? And, and now, now in the pandemic, yeah, you need to turn your camera on if you ever have an interview. Uh, you need to look, at least look interested, even though you, can, you you think after ten minutes you know that this guy you are facing is not the one you're going to recruit, right? <laughs> because it's a it's a it's a branding thing. They need to leave with with a positive attitude towards uh, you, uh, even yep. if you don't recruit them. So we have a standard checklist, uh, and I, that's a good reminder to me. We need to send that out again. <laughs> Thank you for that, Chris. Um, but but then we also do, uh, d- depending on, on what, what roles you, you recruit, we have these personality tests. Mm-hmm. And, and before I recruit into my management team, I've, I, do, I did a personality test of the people who are, who are there. Okay, what, what new kind of personality do I need to bring in? To complement, what what are we what are we missing? Are we missing a skeptic? Are we missing a a, a someone who says no, or or, mm. or are we missing the optimistic one who says yes? Uh, what what uh, attitude do we need in our team? Mm-hmm. And and we do the uh, personality tests on our candidates, uh, trying to look for that. Which, so, which test do you use? Uh, big Five. It's based. It's based on. It's called Masters, but it's based on the Big Five, which is, I think, the only one who is have scientific kind of sort of evidence to to uh, to uh, based upon. Yeah. So Big oh, Five. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great tip that for people, Per. Yeah, yeah. So Big Five is working for you. Um, okay. I think uh, we're coming to the end now. Um, I just want to just Per. Thinking about the original question, creating a recruitment plan for a modern tech company. Yeah. Is there anything, any secrets that you've not told us yet um, that you would like to tell uh, Alistair Base? Um, I think there's no, I'm a very transparent guy. I don't, I don't have that many secrets. <laughs> um, if you can, if you can uh, leverage upon, if, if you don't make your processes and your structures just an kind of IT thing. If you try to involve the business side, so you do it together with some other areas, obviously HR should be one. So you should not drive the HR stuff that should be driven from HR, um, but you should join them, advise them, and, and, and they should advise you. So if you hook up with other uh, departments, uh, like the, like the trainee program, we started with a trainee program that was solely IT people, IT trainees coming in. Then it turned into trainees from the business side as well yeah. after after a, year, a couple of years. And then we get the leverage 
cost organization and the trainee program was even better it was good before that but it turned into even better so if you can hook up team up with and use uh, and, and also influence and use uh, the experience the knowledge from the whole company and use mm-hmm. that tool in IT recruitment then then you potentially have some not a silver bullet again but it will improve your recruitment process uh, you've been an absolute pleasure um <laughs> thank, thank you. you thank you so much for joining us um some really good insights there. I, I, I really, really enjoyed the scale, skills matrix part. Um, I'm going to put some notes down for people. Um, I'm also for anyone who's still listening, a massive thank you. Um, I'm going to put Per's LinkedIn so you can connect with him. ATG are in fantastic hands at the moment. I, I know it's not just Per that I know over at ATG, some fan, fantastic people fantastic culture and we only get positive reviews for the people who have we placed there so thank you per